Hey, all you beautiful people out there. Welcome to Gay Side Stories, bringing you some LGBT-focused discussion we can all relate to because we're all just people. John Legend told y'all, gay, straight, trans, bi, everything else under the sun, we are still just people, and we're here to talk about it. I'm your host, Trillificent. As always, you guys can check out GaySideStories.com for more information. You can interact with me on social media. I'm GaySideStories on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, TheGaySideStories.tumblr.com Or you can always email me with any of your questions, comments, concerns, anything of that nature at GaySideStories at gmail.com. Make sure you guys are also subscribing to the show if you're not already on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, Acast, TuneIn, or Stitcher. I am everywhere where your ears need to be. Please do me a favor and rate the show five stars on iTunes, please. And leave some comments on SoundCloud. I like to read those as well. You know, it it it, it helps to see you guys and your comments as you're listening. And make sure that you're also sharing this podcast with others because sharing is caring. And that's how we grow. That's how we reach a bigger audience. And that's how we can keep the conversation going. So with that being said, Pride Month, you guys, is coming to a close. But I could not in this great month, although, you know, with all of the little, the not little, but all of the smears that are on the month, the Pride Month is still a great month. I could not end it without having this next special guest on the show. So, guest, if you would be so kind as to introduce yourself. Hi, beautiful people. I am Lyric. Uh, I am Infamous Bell all over the place. I-N-F-A-M-O-U-S-B-E-L-L-E. Um, I'm Infamous Bell over the place. Any sort of social media you want to find me on, you know, if you have any single friends, you know, have them look yeah. me up. Oh, come <laughs> on. <laughs> I mean, Listen, closed mouths don't get fed. Hey, okay. that's it. And that's it. <laughs> Amen. Thank you so, so, so much for coming on to the show. I, I know we Thank talked about it. Me a while ago so i'm glad that we finally able were to schedule it and also thank you for being such a huge supporter of the show since practically the beginning like you've been oh. there in the trenches and so yeah. it's only right that i have you on to have a, a conversation and just you know do our thing you know what i mean and you made it absolutely so easy to support. This is i'm telling you this is one of my favorite podcasts i listen weekly thank you child i'm there Thank you so much. All right. Now that we've, you know, fangirled over each other and gushed, let's move on to the first segment. So uh, this week in school and life, my school and life this week is a little mushy. Um, It's really words of encouragement, and that's both giving and receiving, because you never know who could use some positivity from you or just in general. You you never really know what people are dealing with, what they're going through. Um. So check on people, you know, send them. I mean, I and I make it easy on myself because I don't have a lot to give. Like my, my resources, my emotional and mental resources are limited because I am human. And so sometimes my checking on people and just reaching out and sending those words of encouragement is it could literally be as simple as just sending a heart emoji to somebody. Um, Lyric, I do that to you pretty often. I check on you on Facebook and make sure everything's good with you. You know, have a. a I was just getting ready to say that you do that all the time. You and know, I can't, I can't do nothing but appreciate that. I love that. 
So, and also, uh, for me, um, over the past few weeks, I've been getting a lot of encouragement and kind words from the podcast and also, um, on the outlines I've, like I said, I, the interest in the show and, and, and guests and everything has been so overwhelming. I'm so grateful and humbled by it. So I've been trying to crank out a lot of stuff. Um, I've been, you know, I, I do a whole outline when I have a guest on. I mean, I do an outline for every show, but when I have a guest on the show, I'll, I share that with them. And, you know, getting kind words of I think someone, you know, I sent them to them and they like, this is so professional. And I was like, now here my ass was thinking I was doing the bare minimum. And you hit me back like this is so professional and so well thought out. Um, I think uh, last week I had Kevin Dwayne from the Outline podcast and he said something similar and i was just like wow like people really fucking with this so um and my friend brie shout out to brie um that's mrs brie on twitter because i i bounce so many ideas off of her she's always welcoming and she always helps me out you know i share some outlines with her and she's like oh well you should do this or i had a thought about this so those those kind words those words of encouragement they mean a lot you know take the time to to do that for people and again it like i said it doesn't have to be a lot i'm like i said i'm good for sending an emoji or like a meme like my friend nikki if we haven't spoken in a couple days you know i send her a funny meme and we'll laugh and i know everything is good that's my favorite part of wednesday is getting it uh your hump day meme yes (laughs) so uh what's your school in life for the week my school in life has been gifts to myself. And the gift that I've given myself this week has been time. I have recently, as you know, I've recently gone through a breakup and moving out and being on my own. Uh, and it's, it was a seven-year relationship. And I literally had to give myself time to be alone. I haven't given myself that time because me and my ex are still pretty amicable and I don't know if this is the end for us but this just might be a next step in where we're going and I I'm not I I like to have that hope but I'm not holding my breath for it but I had to give myself some time like okay I need to be alone center my thoughts sleep in my bed alone be by myself be in my apartment which is amazing I love it here the only thing I hate is that my neighbor's living room is above my bedroom so when they get up I'm up uh, yeah, it's a lot. And then they got cats that be, for whatever reason, these heavy-footed ass cats just be running up and down the ceiling all day, or running up and down the roof all day. I'm like, God damn. Listen, these what cats, because my cat, I mean, my cat is locked up right now while I record because he, when he hears me speaking and it's not to him, when I tell you that that little cat nigga turns into like a little Power Ranger, he is in here doing <laughs> cartwheels and flips and running up the walls. And I'm like, any other time you would be in your bed minding your feline business. But now, because what? I'm on the phone or you hear me talking or I'm trying to record the podcast, you see dead people and you in here doing laps like you are in a Kentucky Derby or something. I'm like, no, sit your cat ass down somewhere. Exactly. This, these cats upstairs be running around like they got work to do. These like cats, ready for work. These cats, man, I tell you, can't live with them. Can't kick their asses out and just i mean you can but well i can't not anyway let me not even go down that before i get some (laughs) some animal rights warrior in my damn mentions (laughs) you can't do that to that cat look you mind your business 
<laughs> All right. <laughs> so let's move on to the come quick section. Uh, I don't have much. Um, I really, uh, I only, I saw one thing that stuck with me from last week, and that was Caitlyn Jenner being Caitlyn Jenner. Um, and we talked a little bit about this before we started recording, but Caitlyn Jenner, uh, the story that I saw, so she's facing criticism after making an ill-timed joke while speaking at the College Republican National Committee's convention on f- last Friday. Mm-hmm. She was asked by the event moderator about the shooting that wounded ha- uh, House Majority Whip Steve Cus- uh, Scalise, sorry, and injured several others during baseball practice. At first, Jenner condemned the attack by Trump-hating liberal activist James, good luck with that last name. Yeah, good luck. But then she said, fortunately, this is quote, fortunately, the guy was a really bad shot. Liberals can't even shoot straight. And you know what? I want want you to go first. You give us your thoughts first. Child, Um, my thoughts on this just pretty much solidify everything I think about Caitlyn Jenner um, and how she still just cannot she just still refuses to see the privilege that she has of being able to just just kind of say things like this and mm-hmm. like no, she has no, she has literally nothing to lose no literally has nothing to lose like she's... she gonna be paid I don't understand where she's getting money from but she's getting paid regardless and she ain't got nothing to lose. So, she, and she just refuses to see how ignorant she is. And I just, mm. so I saw this, and my first thought was, so Caitlyn has her size fifteen pumps in her mouth yet again. Right. I have never. I mean, I have, but her. It's just, every time you hear about Caitlyn Jenner, it's some bullshit, and it's like, what is your malfunction? You know, you want to, you know, I would love to, and, and I said what I said coming up. So you can, you can be mad about it if you want to, but I just really feel like we, we need to like shift, click, delete on Caitlin, because I'm just like, why are you here? Because you are not helping. You're not even helping yourself at this point. No. What is your, what is your function? What is your purpose, ma'am? Like, are you like, did you go through all this just to sit up here and be a complete imbecile all in the media? Every time you open your mouth, it's bullshit. And you constantly getting your goddamn wig snatched off your head. And then you sitting there mad because you're getting your wig snatched. But what she do got you her expect? Whole wig snatched off her head for the whole two seasons of her show. <laughs> I didn't even watch that show, but I heard about her getting her, her whole, like, I mean. Caitlyn's out here getting her edges plucked with tweezers. That's how brutal it is. And she continues being a complete and utter dumbass. So with all the love and honor and respect that we can muster here at Gay Side Stories, Caitlyn Jenner, shut your ass up and sit the fuck down. Go get you some business. You gave you gave her a lot of respect because I surely was about to be like, girl, if you don't get your ass out my face, <laughs> that that face has has sunken since that damn. What was the cover that you said? Vogue, the Vanity Fair cover. or Vogue, whatever one. Listen, Adobe. I mean, Ado- they had to, anyway. We don't even need to do that. 
<laughs> so that's the end of the come quick section. I came. Um, so let's move on to the main topic. So, um, as you guys know, or maybe you don't know, um, gay side stories is not just about gay niggas. I mean, I know I'm a gay nigga and gay man. And I've had, you know, <laughs> all of my guests have been gay men. Um, but that's not the intent of the show. The show is to include everyone. So, you know, scheduling and everything as far as getting more people and different people in the community on board. So the reason why or one of the reasons why, because, you know, I wanted you on the show because we're friends. Uh, but I also wanted you on the show because you are a transgender Mm-hmm. And I felt like there is a conversation to be had. I mean, there's conversations to be had about everything. So I wanted to talk to you about a few things uh, relating to transgender women and that that whole uh, facet of the community. So okay. uh, we have a couple of things that, you know, I usually break these up into little mini subsections of the main topic. But I wanted to start off with you you know, just talking a little bit more about yourself and your journey. You know, like I said before, feel free to share what you want. You don't need to get into all of your personal business um, or anything of that nature. But just to kick us off a little bit, if you want to talk a little bit about your uh, your own journey. So my journey, I I am from California. So thankfully for that, I have been blessed in the way that we're definitely more of a liberal state, not, not, and I'm not, that's in no way, shape or form saying that don't shit happen here in California and I'm just safe. No, but thankfully I've lived, I live in a state where things are a little bit more liberal. The white people tend to be a little bit more liberal here. Right. Um, I was born and raised in California, um, Northern California to be exact. And I think when I say that people tend to think, Oh, that's just the Bay area. No, there's a whole like little subsection of Northern California. That's not the Bay area and all that other jazz. But, um, I'm from Northern California. Mm-hmm. I've been legally transitioning for almost 10 years now. Um, but outside of that, it's been, you know, me experimenting with my look and different things like that. Cause that's how a lot of people, tend to start out a lot of particularly a lot of trans uh women tend to start out is uh with experimenting with their look um and how uh and how they're gonna how they want the world to perceive them and so that's what started out for me and that has doing all that from the time probably since i was a little girl probably like 10 years old to up until now that has definitely shifted my lens and how I view things and how I view people. Um, my my parent, my dad has always told me I have a very observant eye. It's because I've always been aware of my surroundings because I know how people are, and I don't I don't mess with that. So um, it's been a very um, I've led a definitely a very interesting life as far as you know transitioning and everything. Um, and I'm glad to share a piece of it here with you. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you for that. Um, but let's get into the meat and potatoes. Um, so the first thing I want I want to dive a little bit more into visibility. So we, we're going to talk about I'm talking about this bitch again, but some <laughs> of a bitch. Yeah, some bitch. 
so first, how do you feel about the the more visible trans characters that we have? Characters, that's a bad, bad word. Trans people that we have out now, like your Caitlyn. Because Caitlyn Jenner is a character, and I was reading her name first. That's why that came yep. out that way. But your Caitlyn Jenner, your uh, Laverne Cox, your Janet Mock, etc. Like, how do you feel about the the visibility of those women or any other women that I may not have mentioned? They definitely are a uh, as far as uh, Janet Mock and Laverne Cox, they definitely are a very. Um, they're a very powerful uh, form of visibility for us just because of how they speak and how they are able to speak and how they're able to even defend other sex. Uh, Cause you know, transgender is just an umbrella term, you mm-hmm. know, for other people who fall into it. There's like several, you know, subcategories that I'm not even privy to, um, but how they can even speak and defend the rights of others who may necessarily fall under this, you know, category. Now, as far as Caitlin, Caitlin, she just happens to be someone who's trans and dumb that I just, I can't rich, you know, right. All, you know how they say all my skin folk, um, I'm my kin folk. She, I Mm -hmm. I want to find a a trans equivalent to that, but I'm having a hard time right now. So she could just, child, she could just pop out her teeth front teeth and go sit somewhere and be a hillbilly with money because that's all she (laughs) I mean, Um, you know, to give her 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 smidget of credit, I mean, just her being her and being her publicly, it does it has lended more a big eye onto transgender women and the struggle and things. And she every now and then, like I want to say, like one yeah. one out of ten times, she gets it right. <laughs> Um, oh, yeah. Absolutely. And she says something that okay. highlights maybe struggles that trans women of color face. But overall, the overarching theme of Caitlyn Jenner is a resounding hell to the goddamn no. Like, a broke clock is right twice a day. That's it. So, Come on with the sayings. Uh, <laughs> so, that is what she gives me. Caitlyn. That is what I would give her. Her yeah. show definitely has touched. Um, has has touched people and has and she definitely has been a um not necessarily a spokesperson well yeah that would be the best way i can describe it because you know she does come from that family and they are you know i could say whatever i could want about the kim about the kim kardashians about the kardashians and the jenners but then people know how to be spokespeople they know how to get to the money yeah so, they know how to be in the spotlight and they exactly. yeah they definitely get to the coins and um, that's what Caitlyn did. And through her show, thankfully, we were able to meet other women of different intersections of life that we may not have had the opportunity, like Angelica Ross mm-hmm. um, and Miss Jen. I cannot think of her last name, but she, I love her to pieces and shreds. They're on this show called, um, oh, what's the name? I'm The name of the show escapes me right now, but I'll remember. Um, watch them and remember as soon as this is over i'm gonna be irritated with myself <laughs> uh, <laughs> um but she's definitely with them with giving them a platform with being on her show right and being there to snatch that week yes you know caitlin jenner is what i like to call stuck on stupid and sliding on silly and i just don't know if there's any hope for her but moving right along so my next question is um what are your thoughts on the current visibility in the media for transgender people now not necessarily the actual 
celebrity figures, but in the media, like in the movies, on TV, um, different types of things like that that we consume. What do you? How do you feel about the visibility for trans people there? I feel like lately it's been, um, it's been, it's. It, it itself has been in transition because we've mm. gone from just being on Maury or Jerry Springer or a prostitute in the background of a show or, you know, something like that to now where we're leading in our own shows and we're leading in our own movies like Transparent and like Her Story, which was the show I was trying to think of, which is on, it's on YouTube. It's really, really good. If you are into dating shows and romantic types of scenes and everything i would probably say go watch her story on youtube um but um it's but it's definitely been in transition as well as the conversations around trans uh trans people in in being visible and we're definitely being seen in a more um pleasant light aside from the my sisters who have been you know murdered and and, right. and bloodied and blackened and, and bruised and and recent years um we are definitely moving to more towards more of a positive and more of a normalcy of how we are being viewed as people okay um i agree it it it's getting better you know it's still it's it's a work in progress um one thing though that i personally would like to see is i just would like to see cisgender people stop playing trans people in stuff like we don't oh, yeah absolutely we don't need that anymore uh if laverne cox and some of the other trans people out there have not proven is that trans people are just as talented as everyone else like there's no difference in talent just because they're transgender so let transgender people play transgender roles we don't need straight people playing gay and we don't need straight people or cis people playing transgender like that and we don't need the same four transgender people trying to play everybody that too you know they can't tell all the stories about the different intersections of our lives right and i also am looking forward to a time where we can have transgender people just be characters on a show and they're their transition or them being transgender is not the whole purpose of the show. Like, you know, it, like the, the, I am Kate. Is that, what's that the name of her show? Yeah, I believe so. Shows like that, where they focus on that. They was, those are good, but I mean, I just want to turn, like, I want to get to a point where we turn on ABC and the newest, you know, Shondaland drama, dramedy or whatever has a trans character and their transness is not the sole purpose of them. Be, like, they're just there because, you know, if it's, it's a, secondary to their storyline. Right. You know, like, you know, if it's scandal, if the, the press secretary just happens to be trans, mm-hmm. her, her focus, if it's a woman or it could be a man, their focus would be, I'm the press secretary and their transness would be secondary. It's kind of the way that they do with Cyrus, like Cyrus, his, you know, whatever his, cause he bounces around, but his homosexuality is a a minor detail to his overall character. It's a part of his character, and it comes into play when when it's good. 
Exactly. But he's not there to be the token gay man, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. And mm-hmm. I, I want to get to a point where we can turn on the TV and we see trans people on shows and in movies, and they're not just the token trans person. You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. And that's where coming coming in to create our own things. Like I mentioned earlier, that uh, the Her Story show, that is an amazing, amazing show. And also, they just uh, canceled this um, show about transgender models, um, even though the show was about them being transgender models. It also showed more of them um, being able just to kind of, like, how they would deal with different things, like, I guess, quote-unquote, normal people would deal with, like dating and and how they navigate the world of modeling and how they're trying to get work and, you know, competitiveness and things like that. So right. I think, you know, when we have those things, though, when we have those things and we're interested in those stories, we have to we have to support those stories as much as we can. Right. And that goes with all things in the community and with blackness or whatever ethnicity or race yeah. like, you know. Eventually, hopefully, maybe not in our lifetime, we can get to a point where it's not so necessary that we have to tell our own story. We have to do our own thing. We have to open our own stores and create our own spaces. But for now, that is how it is. And I agree. We need to we need to do that and we need to support it when it's done. Mm-hmm. Um, so my last question under this one is, are there any I mean, I could say trans people, but maybe trans women that you that you specifically look up to? Um, definitely, I would say someone whose story mirrors mine a lot um, is Janet Mox. We definitely have have def- shared experiences uh, between both of her books. And I'm listening. I do audio books a lot, and I'm listening to her um, audio book right now, um, which is surpassing certainty. I'm plugging all kinds of stuff, <laughs> <laughs> and we ain't getting no coin, but that's okay. Right? I need to. I, right? Anyways, uh, I she definitely her story definitely mirrors mine a lot more um so i she's someone i definitely look up which she's definitely changed my life and i don't even think she knows this and i don't know if she'll ever know this but she's definitely changed my life and the way that i view things because someone was able to tell my story and give me words and give me verbiage that i would have not had before and there's nothing i can ever probably do in this life or the next one to be like hey girl i appreciate you sis right <laughs> so that's definitely my personal role model when it comes to how I navigate the world as a black transgender woman. Awesome. Um, have you, have you checked out her podcast? Oh yes. I was actually, I listened to the Miss Tina. I listened, I'm catching up on the, um, the one that she just had with the little girl from uh girl meets world on it. I can't think of her name, but I know it's Rowan. Um, yeah, I, I I wasn't familiar with her, but I know which episode you're talking about. I'm catching up on that one, and I know she has Maxine Waters on the next one. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I'm definitely excited about yeah, that. Yeah, it's definitely on my uh, rotation that I listen to every week. You know, I was on the fence at first because when I saw that Lena Lena Dunham was the executive producer, I was like, oh, yeah. girl. Mm-hmm. But... Um, then she reeled me in because she had Miss Tina on the first episode. So I was like, well, of course I have to listen because it's Miss Tina. I mean, absolutely. If you so, don't listen to nobody, you're going to listen to Miss Tina. Yeah. I mean, and that's not even, you know, from being a Beyonce. St- I mean, that's being a Miss Tina stand because Miss Tina's everything. So exactly. Shout out and to me, you, I, Janet Mop. Right. Sorry. And go ahead. That Miss Tina has, uh, given the world a, a true gift. 
gifts, <laughs> plural. She knows what she's doing. She got it. Exactly. All right. So I'm going to listen to her when she talks. Indeed. And laugh at her corny jokes. Right? Um, she's just so adorable. She is. She is. Her and Mr. Richard are so, ador- are so adorable. Yes. Yes. All right. Um, so let's move on. We're going to shift the conversation to this part I call the war on trans. Mm-hmm. So my first question here, what are your thoughts on all of like the bathroom bills and all of these kind of transgender specific legislation that's been popping up in the recent years, especially since, you know, the Cheeto in chief has taken office oh the orange listerine flavored looking ass bitch um that i so as far as the the bills that have been i guess would be the lack of better term strikes against me and you know other transgender people is people tend to think that trans people only come in one mold of 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 trans and you're going to be able to know that that person is trans no matter what. And it just kind of makes me think of like, if you minded your business, the world would go around a lot faster because we are in a time where that mango Mussolini is in office and he is doing a lot worse than me going to the bathroom and using it is doing. Like I literally have gone to the bathroom for two things, to pee and to check myself out if I'm giving a look or not. And- Mm -hmm. Come on, Right? I mean, because I got to serve my looks. I'm all about my aesthetic. But but people are so concerned with things that they don't need to be concerned about. If it was, if it was, if the bathroom bill was more about protecting women and children, then there would be uh, a law that prevents sexual predators from using these public bathrooms at, at, at parks where there are playgrounds. Right. Um, or using these, uh, or using different facilities, you know, while children are in there. Right. I agree. You know, there would be different bills. I mean, granted, I, I'm not, I'm no bill writer and I can't think of the logistics of how that would work, but there would be different things to protect women and children. But people tend to, go with their own bias and their own bigotry. And that's where these bathroom bills have generated from because they have this idea of what transness is and how it, uh, how it works in the world. And they don't, they outside of their skewed view of things, they don't have much knowledge of it. Right. I also think that it's interesting that the bills are always about trans women being in the women's bathroom. But I'm thinking to myself, if it's about safety, then wouldn't the reverse be true? Like, wouldn't you be, wouldn't you have some concern about trans men being in the men's bathroom? Because we know that men are violent. They're much quicker to violence, to anger and resort to violence in their anger and frustration and confusion. So wouldn't trans men be in a whole heap of trouble because we know it's, you don't know what's going on with the trans woman, you know, as exactly. far as her biology, but you typically know what's going on with a cis man. You know, I would be, I am much more concerned about trans men forced to use the men's bathroom than I am about trans women being in the women's bathroom and the concern of the women and the children because men are, men are going men for lack of a Mm -hmm. better term, you know what I mean? And you potentially are putting those trans men's lives in danger because they may not all 
I mean, trans men run the spectrum just like trans women, you know? So a lot of them, maybe if they're starting in their transition or even if they've transitioned, they may just be of a smaller frame. Like I'm, I'm of the mindset to think that they are in more danger than the children are in the women's bathroom because trans women are not down. Nobody's trying to do nothing in the bathroom, but pee. Exactly. And I think another thing about these laws is I think that the proponents of these laws, like your pervert is showing because I feel like they are putting themselves in those positions and they're thinking, if I was a trans woman, what would I be doing in the bathroom? And Oh, I'd be going in there trying to see some titties or see some acting. Right. Does that make and sense? And speaks again to you how you sexualize children because exactly. who's going in the bathroom thinking, oh, I'm about to see some little ass kids in here, like aside from someone who is a pervert. Right. So I really think that a lot of that's like your perv is showing and you need to tuck that in and you mm-hmm. need to work on that. Um, okay, so the next question that I have is, why do you think that trans people, especially trans women of color, are targeted with so much violence and hatred? What's your personal opinion on that? It definitely has something to do with the way that um, I can only speak for how it works in the African American Black community because that's where I that's where I reside. That's where I come from. Yeah, um, it's your intersection. People- yeah, exactly. So from what I understand from that is, so like I was explaining to somebody the other day, it is, it's better to be viewed in a lot of the times, not in every aspect of our, not in every intersection of our society, but in particular aspects of black culture, it, it, as a male, it is better to be viewed as someone who will kill somebody than someone who is quote unquote a sissy or has any sort of effeminate ways about them Mm -hmm. it's 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 a lot it's a lot better to be viewed in those ways and um i was telling somebody this the other day like someone well a friend of mine asked me she's like he said do you date any black men because you know i'm single so all my little things all these little dates i've been going on have been primarily with white men and it's not necessarily that i don't like black men i love black men i my my daddy's a black man my brother's a black man my cousins and aunts and un- my cousins and uncles and, and, and grandfather, they're all black men, but um, black men don't tend to like me. And that's a, a that's a, 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 that speaks to more of a societal thing that in our community, that it's better to be seen as someone who will cause harm than to be seen as someone who has any sort of effeminate qualities. Right. We definitely view, and we view, and we will view your worth based on your sexuality and yeah. how much you show or hide your sexuality. Mm-hmm. And the thing about that is, is a lot of the times men tend to think, and it, and it goes different for everybody, but men tend to think um, that if you mess with a, a transgender woman or a trans woman, that you're, that you're automatically assumed gay. And that's the thing. We, we assume a lot about people without actually having to know. We put ourselves like you said, we put ourselves in those shoes in those situations, and how would they view themselves? Mm-hmm. Now, for me, I I identify as a heterosexual woman. I deal primarily with heterosexual men. Uh, so, if if you have your hangups about how you are, then that's your business. But that's what it boils down to: is we would rather be we would rather black men be seen as someone who could hold it down and ain't got no, you know, punk in them, ain't got no sissy in them, ain't got none of that in them, 
than someone who is comfortable with themselves and any sort of effeminateness that comes with that, if that makes any sense. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I made up a few words there. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, I get it. Um, I agree. And I think also it, it goes back to that age old saying that is in all of the movies about shit like this and aliens and mutants and stuff like that is that people fear what they don't understand. Mm-hmm. And that's inherent in everyone. But I think the problem becomes that you let that fear become irrational to the point where you don't try to understand. You let and, that fear guide you. Right. And you let and fear begets violence because what we were talking about this before we started recording about Australia and all the things that go bump in the night that could kill you. And mm-hmm. your fear is going to transition in transition. Ugh, really? It's going, <laughs> okay, full circle. <laughs> you know, it's going to transition into either fight or flight. You're either going to run or you're going to fight. You're going to fight these creatures and these spiders and whatever the fuck else, or you're going to run. And I think it goes to what you were saying about either, you know, the hyper-masculinity of either you're going to fight or you're going to flight. And you, you're going to be looked down on if you come across a trans woman and you don't fight. If you run away and you let it be and someone finds out, and I think, you know, a lot of that goes to people are more worried about their reputation and what other people think than themselves and and the safety of other like you're more willing to endanger the life or take someone's life as opposed to just being comfortable with yourself and what you like or just being like, you know what, fuck y'all niggas or fuck y'all bitches or fuck whoever. Um, you don't, you don't get to dictate what I do with my life. Your, your opinion on shit does not get to dictate what I do with my life. And I think that it's also kind of a power play, if you will, Mm -hmm. because it's not always a situation where, you know, I I think a lot of people have this, I don't want to say romanticized because I'm not sure if that's the word, but they have this narrative already in their head of how does it work? When a trans woman is killed by a cisgender man, it must have been that the trans woman was doing something. She was hiding something he found out. And, you know, she's a liar. So he had every right to do what he did. Exactly. I think that it's just a strike against anything that is different. What your perceptions of what I have going on, that's literally none of my business. And it literally should not. You should not make it any of my business. Right. And, you know. Again, like you said, it goes back to the hypermasculinity and and that violence is a direct link is directly linked to that hypermasculinity, you know. You mm-hmm. you're willing to do whatever it takes to prove that you're masculine, even if that means taking someone's life. And exactly. my last thought on that is I think that a lot of men, a lot of cisgender men, feel like trans women are easy targets. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that there are men out there in the world that will just want to kill somebody and they feel like, you know what, a trans woman is easy. I'm not and saying you, that that's the truth, but I yeah, no, I, I think that, that it is the truth that some of them think that way. I don't think it's always a situation of it shit just escalated because of X, Y, Z. I think sometimes that they go out there and they they target women, women of color, trans women to kill. I mean, mm-hmm. shit, they don't listen writers are good at making shit up 
but the shit that they make up on SVU, n- not all of that comes from nowhere. A lot of that shit exactly. is stemmed in fact and truth and real life. And we've seen it time and time again. Uh, I think that there's a lot of factors that go into it, but I think that's a big one. Like some people, they just want to kill and they, they, they pick a target and they go after it. It's just like, uh, a couple episodes ago when I, I was talking about the story of the men going on grinder so that they can kill. I'm not killed. I don't think they killed anyone, but you know, just so they can rob guys like you're straight men, you go on grinder and you set up a meeting just so you can specifically go and rob people. Cause you feel like they're an easy target. Exactly. And I think it's the same thing with trans women in some instances. And another thing that you kind of just brought up in my mind was when when you're physically attacking a trans woman based on what your dealings are with her, you're you're physically attacking your own insecurities. Yes. You're putting your insecurities on this person, whether that and that's even that's even outside of just being trans. That's even being with men who are with other men. Yep. You're physically attacking. You're first of all, you're putting your insecurities on them, and once you read your insecurities on them, once you see you know, the type of person that you feel like you don't want to be or that you're that you're afraid of that side showing you physically you then physically feel the need to attack them. Right. It's like your insecurities personified. And because exactly. now it's a quote unquote person, you can put them paws on it. I, yeah, I get what you're saying. I mm-hmm. agree. All right. Uh, the next question I have a uh, specific um, and we're changing gears just a smidge. And it's what issues have you encountered with other sections of the LGBT plus community? You know, for example, you know, gay men being transphobic or things of that nature. Um, there is definitely a lot of transphobia within that whole spectrum, even within uh, even from other transgender people who maybe identify in other sex or, or other intersections of, you know, the spectrum um, with. It goes as far as I've been told before that, oh, you know, you still got that. So, you you know, you just a gay boy. You just a pretty one or, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, men who deal with you will uh, are, are gay and they'll deal. And it's, this is particularly from gay men where I get, oh, if they'll deal with you, they'll deal with me. Uh, kind of like, wow, you know, vibe thing. And uh, and I've had men gay friends of mine gay male friends of mine who have literally gone after men who i have had some dealing with because they figure oh they'll sleep with you they'll sleep with me you know wow that's Um, so dismissive exactly and then as far as like from lesbian women oh i couldn't date a trans woman they're not real women i don't ever like a penis or you know you know, things like that and, you know, feeling and a lot of times feeling like they a lot of times people feel like they have access to my body mm-hmm. without knowing me. So, like, I've noticed even within dating, you know, this goes back to me dating and dealing with heterosexual men and dealing with the LGBT community where people feel like they have they can just ask any question they want about my body without them without knowing me. So they'll ask me, have you what surgeries have you had? Oh, Are yeah, you yeah, yeah. Post stop. Kind of like how um, Wendy Williams did Laverne Cox on her show. Was that Wendy? I think yes, it was it Wendy. Yes, it was. And she handled it very well. She handled it a lot more diplomatically than I would. Because I would tell Wendy, girl, you don't want to open the door about talking about anybody's surgeries. Because, sis, you look so different from than you did from way back when. So let's not go there. <laughs> let's not do that. 
Yeah, don't do that to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. This but, ain't the um, hill you want to die on. No. As Jeremy really would say from Crown and Collars. And the dog you do have in this fight is going to bite you back. So Indeed. Okay. You're not going to check yourself before you wreck yourself. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it definitely, there's that's the, been the biggest thing is that um, almost like an invalidation of my of of me being trans because I of, mean even your existence though exactly like, to just totally erase you and be like I mean I can get any nigga that you or any man that you can get and it's just like why would you say that to someone first of all why is it a competition like why would you make it a competition as a gay man or uh, between you and a trans woman and then for the lesbian women it's just, it's just the assumptions you know everyone. I find it very interesting that I think everyone in the community feels it. Someone, it, whether it's a cis person or whether it's someone else in the community projecting their ideals and, and their, their assumptions onto you. But I think that it's kind of a, a hierarchy, you know, the way we say, you know, black women are on the bottom of the tier. I feel like trans people and probably trans women in general are kind of on the bottom of the hierarchy of the community. And so you guys get way more of that kind of stuff than I would as a gay man, because I'm a little, you know, gay men are at the top, even though we're the second letter. I mean, everything is about gay men damn near. Mm -hmm. And so I can see how that trickles down. And I mean, gay men hate each other. You know, we have, we're not even talking about all the other intersectionality of, you know, religion and race so I can see how that would trickle down, but I just find that very curious that you would uh, you would encounter gay men that would feel like it's some kind of competition between you. But then at the same time, it's not totally surprising because that is I mean, I think it's a small sect of the community, but I do know that that's how a lot of gay men operate. You know, they they put their worth and or they put other people's worth i think you said something similar in their sexuality and who they can who they can bag basically who they can sleep with so it's kind of almost like okay it's double points if you know i take this man from this trans woman and it's just like what are you even doing what are you talking about exactly and why exactly. are you erasing this person's identity and why are you fighting over men? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> so trash. Um, it's enough men out here for everybody to have a piece of whatever. It really is. And I'm sitting here at, from... Heterosexual from, men are in a rush to put it in anybody's face. Let me tell you that. Listen, in they butt, in they eye, in they ear canal, like... Whew. Anyway, that's you a could whole throw a, you could throw a different show. Get at least three of them and be like, hey, come right. here. But there's no Let shortage... I mean, there's no shortage of penis out here. And if we keeping it a buck, you know, for you shallow girls out there, there's no shortage of fine ass men out here. Like, you don't need to do all of that. I just think that that's really interesting. So, you know, so you guys know there is, you know, for, for anyone who thinks that the LGBTQ community is all shits and giggles and rainbows and pride flags. We have our struggles and our issues within this community exactly and we and we as trans people we identify on most we identify on a lot of ends of, of the spectrum as well you can be lesbian and be trans you can be gay and be trans you can be bisexual and be trans and i think the reason why 
uh, even tea is even included is just because it's something that um, is not necessarily goes with the uh, the societal roles that, of your gender, you know, that's being pushed upon. Right. I'm not pushing for anything for not to be included in the LGBT, but, you know, it definitely, I see the validity in us being a part of that, but, you know, it's it's weird to see how invalid the other letters or acro or other parts of the acronym that will invalidate us. Right. You know what I'm saying? They'll quickly oh no, 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 not not you guys. Right. I think that I wonder if that was kind of a I'm not even sure what the term is, but I wonder if that came about because the understanding of gender versus sexuality like there was a time that and i mean there's still a lot of people who feel like they are the same thing and so that's why the t was added where because i agree i mean i get why it's there but at the same time you guys can pretty much stand on your own but when the coin when the when the coin when the phrase was coined i feel like it it was at a time where that distinction between gender and sexuality was not as clear as it is now to enlighten people and that's kind of how that came about i could be wrong you know tweet me if i'm wrong about that but that's what it feels like (laughs) 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 okay so my last thing on this I want to know your thoughts on the Rachel Dolezals of the world and how they're essentially trying to ride the wave of perceived acceptance of trans people with their racial identities. Um, my thoughts on that is I will re- I will fight till the end of me to make sure that anybody who identifies as something that they may not that necessarily doesn't align with what they were assigned at birth can have that right to do so. However, do I, I personally sometimes feel that there is a bastardization of that. You know, sometimes people will take that, like, uh, we didn't, like, for instance, the first thing that comes to mind when things like that happen is B. Scott. B. Scott didn't identify as transgender before uh, he had, before B. Scott had this lawsuit going on, you know, Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden, oh, well, I'm transgender and I'm going to use that to my advantage and on BET and stuff like that. And I'm like, wait a minute. Why didn't like you had all this information before? Why is it all of a sudden coming out now that you want to identify as trans, you know, and that's not to, that's not to invalidate anything that B Scott has been through. Cause mm-hmm. I don't really know them like that. Mm-hmm. So, but that's kind of where I see that. Like, why, like what, what is it about being oppressed that makes you, want to be like well i need a piece of that right that's yeah it's strange um it's just like when white people talk about oh racism wh- why do you why do you want to be a part of the suppression system you don't you don't right. want the, you don't want these problems right like why do you covet oppression that is so strange to me like it's it's not it is not a good time over here it is not house party three we are not all over here doing the running man and eating chicken wings and having a good time like it's it's real shit out here um Mm -hmm. but as far as as this i i can't i can't respect anyone who does not want to fight their own fight now with rachel dolezal in particular, and I don't want to give her too much shine because, mm. 
But with her, I, I can't respect, like, if this is what you want to do, if this is the hill you want to die on, then by all means, die on. But mm-hmm. I don't respect you if you don't want to stand up and fight for yourself. If you want to piggyback on someone else's struggle and try to and try to circumvent the path that you have to walk and the work that you have to do, you know, I, I kind of I liken it to a race where everyone's in this race and you see some people that are you started late and you see people ahead of you. So but instead of you continuing at your own pace or speeding up so you can catch up, you take a shortcut so that you can catch up to them. And it's like, no, sis, you need to you need to do this right. You need to run your own race. You need to do your own work. You need to fight your own battle and don't try to co-op anybody else's struggle and their terms for your own selfish gain, because now you can be a big snatch. Right. Um, There's no harm in being an ally. Yeah, but you, but, you know, but when you when you're white, <laughs> you know, exactly. When you're all. white, you're right. And Rachel, Do- when you're white, you're white. And Rachel Do's out. You just need to accept that 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 child when she said, well, if you can transition, you know, from gen from male to female, why can't you? Because those are two different things, baby girl. That's not right. how that works. Sis. I you could go put on a dashiki weave, a shake and go weave all you want. And call mm-hmm. you what you call yourself what you want, but we already know what it is. Girl. Right, but that doesn't and, mean you're gonna understand what we deal with, thing because you know gender it, it doesn't have the historical connotation that goes with it as it does with being black. And exactly. furthermore, that's all fine and dandy, but and you know this has been said over and over again. I think even they said this on the read. You can be black when one of us can identify as white. Exactly. You show me where someone is able to transition and say, I'm transracial and, you know, I'm not actually black, I'm white, and are accepted and treated as a white person is treated, then maybe we can talk. But, you know, it's always easy to go from from the privileged side to the to the what do we call to the disadvantaged side. It's easier to see down than it is to, to see up in this aspect. Right. But we don't get to go up. We don't get to go up. So, no. And I think that that whole argument of because I saw a lot of people doing this when, you know, the whole Dolezal thing came out, that argument that if you can be transgender, then you can be transracial. I think it's just laziness. I think Mm -hmm. people don't want to do the work. They don't want to read. They don't want to listen. And they don't want to they don't want to engage their critical thinking if they have it they don't want to engage and really put some effort and some thought into it. It's just easy to say, because I think people harp on and they get stuck on the, on the part of the term trans and they feel like, okay, if it's trans, then it means the same thing. And it's like, technically it does mean the same thing, but you have to, whenever you add the second part to it, that's where the differences come in. And transracial, I'm sorry, it's just not a thing. You cannot be transracial in a society that's not post-racial. That's just my opinion. Exactly. Exactly. You know, while we're still I, getting gunned down just for being in the car with a busted tail light because we're black or, you know, brown, you're yeah, not going to exactly. tell me that you get to be black because you just choose to. My gender wasn't handed down to me from my parents. It just was a roll of the dice mm-hmm. and I got what I got. 
Right. You know, I, I got what my what my parents assigned to me, and then I chose. I I have a path that I walked myself. Mm-hmm. However, me being black was something that was handed down to me generation. It's generation. Right. You know. And you I, inherit my, everything I that inherit. goes with it. Exactly. I my my skin based on my parents and my skin tone and things like that, that I, I inherit those things from them, you know, and I inherit those things from my ancestors and, and people who, uh, people who have come before me who have established these things. I didn't, I didn't inherit anybody's gender. Right. And, uh, my last thought on that is I think also to piggyback on what I said about the laziness, I think that a lot of people, because they don't understand the trans experience, they think that it's easy. And so Mm -hmm. they feel like, okay, it's easy for you to go from male to female or from female to male. So then it's just as easy to go from white to black and, it is easy to go from white to black because you are putting on makeup and a kinky wig and they, and people discount the struggle of what it is to transition. It's not all shits. And, I mean, it's not any shits and giggles from what I yeah. understand about the topic. You know, I think that's why they, part of the reason why they call it an experience because it is just that it's not just you wake up one day and be like, okay, I'm a girl today or I'm a boy today. It's, it's, drugs like you have to put things into your body and depending on how you want to look you have to do things to your body and it's a it's a lot that goes with that and i think that people not understanding that it's easy for them to discount and just call it brush it off and be like oh it's easy so that's why she can trans you know we can call anything trans because it's easy for people to transition from one gender to the next or however you, however you choose to package that. And it's just not the case. And what really sucks is that the society that we live in relies a lot on beauty privilege. And, Mm. you know, and so the, and this is not to take anything away from the role models and the people that we have out there, but a lot of those, a lot of the people that we see out there, particularly trans women are quote unquote deemed passable or mm-hmm. um or they look a certain way or they're able to navigate in the world as a cis person and i understand that i i have this privilege in this aspect where i'm able to now sit in certain most circle most social circles and be perceived as a cisgender person and not everybody has that and we, that only speaks to a small percentage of who we are as a whole you know, mm-hmm. and because of that beauty privilege, there's a whole ignored aspect of it because they because we have that beauty privilege or because we're able to be perceived as uh, normal, quote unquote, normal or passing or passing as cisgender. We there's a whole separate aspect of people who are who are ignored who maybe not necessarily are right as cisgendered in most certain situations or most certain or most social circles mm-hmm. and we there's definitely some some things that need to be changed about that now i'm not saying you know go I, that's not for me to say that's not for me to take away anything that the that the aforementioned women like janet mock and laverne cox have have kind of been out there doing and how they've been kind of doing the footwork in a lot of certain situations but i can't ta- i can't 
deny the fact that beauty privilege has helped a lot with that and that's why people see it as so easy because right. they see you look at Janet Mock and she is a gorgeous beautiful woman and she just it just looks so effortlessly to her she doesn't right. everything just looks like it's just so you know effort and she's spoken about in this in her books that you know she's she navigated this world for a very long time as a person who passed assist and and was living a life of stealth which means you know she wasn't necessarily forthcoming about her um her trans identity uh and she had that privilege of doing that and as much as i i love her that not everybody has that privilege right so we need to find ways to speak for those find people who can speak for those people Right. You know, because we and that was another reason why I decided to get into advocacy, because, you know, like I said, I fortunately have the privilege of being able to navigate most certain most social situations and be read as cisgendered or be or passing as, as what you mm-hmm. know, what it's called. Um, but who's going to argue about the girl who's not so passing? Who's going to argue for the girl who's not so passing? Right. Who's I- going to argue for the person who doesn't? Who's going to argue for the man who's not surpassing? Who's going to who's going to go to bat for these people? Mm-hmm. Because because what my because a lot of people tend to deem when you when you pass that you're doing it the right way. Oh, you got you're doing this the right way. You know, you're not like that person. You're not like that person over there. They just they don't look they don't look like you. Mm-hmm. And we put a lot of pressure on looks in this society so we can't deny the the beauty privilege is real in this aspect of dealing you know when people see oh it's easy to transition no it's not (laughs) no it's not some people are are just and i don't even like to use this term because then it makes it gives it validity but some people just tend to just look a different way than other people i was going to say luckier but i'm glad i didn't they just tend to look a certain they yeah. tend to look a different way than other people do. Yeah, everybody's experience is different. Everybody's body is different. Everybody does not they don't um what's the word that I'm looking for? They don't react to things the sa- the same way, you know, everyone's everyone is just different. Um but I definitely agree. I feel like if there were more prominent trans people that were not so much of or what people would deem passable, you know, if there were more prominent figures like a Marsha P. Johnson that just looked different, mm-hmm. I think that this conversation would be different. And I don't think people would be so quick to try to adopt trans as, for their own bullshit. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Come on. Conversation. Right? Okay. So, um this one is a little different. I I'm curious about some of the questions that you hate to be asked or that you kind of hate seeing maybe in the online atmosphere. I think you touched on it a little bit, but if you can you know point out or lay out a few of those. I'm curious about those types of questions. Um, so one question, like I said, I get a lot is, you know, are you post pre what, what do you got going on down there? What, mm-hmm. what, you, how, what surgeries have you had? And it, it definitely gives people, people feel like they have a right or access to my body that they don't, that they wouldn't, that they wouldn't think that they had any, in any other circumstance that they wouldn't think that I would have, 
you know, if I if I was if I came across or if I didn't tell you that I was trans, would you ask me how black my pussy was, seeing that I'm a black woman? Wow. No, you wouldn't ask me that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you wouldn't ask me these questions. That's mm-hmm. not the first thing that comes out of people's mouth. Like I'm sure not most people come up to you and be like, "Oh, how big is your dick?" No one that doesn't. Ha- I mean, I can't say that in the in the gay community that does happen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, lot. yeah. But you know that's but you know just that's a that's an odd question to ask you know and people don't feel like they a lot of time people don't feel like they have that um that access to people's bodies when they don't necessarily tell you oh i identify as trans but once that once that i tell you that then why what makes you feel like you have that access to my body that's definitely one question that just grinds my gears yeah i think what that is is i don't think that people don't feel like they have the right i think that they do i think that because uh, most people think that the gender spectrum is just male female that they automatically know what's going on with everyone else so that means i do get to have that right and that access to your body because now you're you're going against the grain and i need to know where to categorize you and i think mm-hmm. i think that's what it is they they because you you sat in biology class and you know what a cisgender woman and what a cisgender man's genitals are you feel like that's a right and a privilege yeah and it's not that is some that is a gift for a trans person to give to you especially as and you you certainly need to check yourself if you y'all are not in any type of situation where genitals will be uncovered you know what exactly. i mean it's like if we like if you're not trying to fuck me and i'm not trying to fuck you then why does it matter what i have between my legs i'm just trying to pay for my goddamn groceries and get home and watch scandal like <laughs> you know it's just that's most just of the time sh- i'm thinking about food and not thinking about nobody else right okay i get that you know and i, I definitely agree you know you see that i've seen that a lot or you know people just people are so mm, People are so bold with that kind of stuff. And it's just like, you need to humble yourself because you don't like that's You don't have a right to people's bodies. I think that that's a rampant problem in this country. People think that they have access. They have a right to have access to people's bodies, especially men, Mm -hmm. you know, and that goes across the board, gay men, straight men, you know they all feel like we have a right to everybody else's bodies and it's not the case okay so uh what other questions um as far as other questions that i get um oh do you know that trans person over there you know and it'll be somebody who i've never heard of before and i'm like "Mm, do you think i just know all trans people right we have like a like this ain't since eight. We don't all have a psychic link just because we are all trans. <laughs> exactly, and I think a lot of the times, I think a lot of the questions I get as a trans woman, I also get as a black woman too. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like let's say as far as like with the bodies question go, like I always, I'm I tend, I'm a little lighter skin, and right now because of the winter time, I'm trying to get my tan back, but I'm pale. So I get a lot of questions about, oh, what do you mix with? You know, why do you what what is what does that have to do? With anything that has on, if I tell you I'm black, then just accept that as fact that I'm black. That like is... we come in different shades, and then right. you know, <laughs> with 
with people who tell me or like they'll tell me, oh, I've never been with a transgender woman before, but I'd love to experiment and experience. And it's like, or when people tell me, oh, I'm not attracted to transgender people. Well, obviously, like particularly, let's say on a, on a dating app like Tinder, mm-hmm. you're obviously attracted to me in some aspects. So don't say that you're not attracted to the, you're not attracted to me because I'm a transgender person. You're, you're, you're attracted to, you're not attracted to the idea of me being transgender, but you're attracted to me as a person. It's the same thing as when people tell me or when when guys who tell me, you know, I'm not really into black girls, but you know, I, I, you know, whatever, like you're, you're basically saying that you're not attracted to the idea of black, of black people because, we come in all different shades and sizes and and, and colors and, and things like that mm-hmm. and, and different backgrounds. So you're saying that you're not attracted to the idea of me being trans it is bullshit. So obviously you're attracted to transgender people. You're just not attracted to the idea of being trans. And that's right. that's something else that I see a lot online or, you know, um, people, again, feeling like they have that access to to be so bold and, and, and brazen with me. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. See, you guys, you you don't know what what trans people are out here dealing with. It's a whole lot more than just I'm telling you. You know, dating as a black woman and then dating as a black trans woman have been two different experiences for me because there have been times where I haven't put on my profile that I'm transgender and the messages that I get versus the messages that I get when I uh, when I do or don't. You know, vice versa. Um, have been very very interesting. To say the least, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm constantly having to tell people all the time, that is really none of your business. Um, okay. So let's wrap the conversation up with uh, some advice. So what advice do you have for cisgender people looking to better understand trans people and issues and the experience? I... You know, a lot of people say this, and I think that it it doesn't necessarily. Tra- I don't think it necessarily goes over well with a lot of people for whatever reason. But a lot of times, when I have questions about things that I don't necessarily understand, and as far as like social or um, or civil rights or advocacy work, I go to Tumblr. <laughs> <laughs> Tumblr kids will answer your damn questions. Tumblr has a term for everything. Tumblr has received, so I think somebody, I think it was the read, they said Twitter gets the news first, but Tumblr gets it right. Mm-hmm. So that's exactly what it is. Tumblr will have any receipt that you may think that you, you know, Tumblr has anything that you may think that you didn't know about. They got a word for it. They got a word. What was it that I was looking up the other day for when you sweep something in the corner and you can't pick it up with the dustpan? I can't even think of the word. What? <laughs> oh my god! I was like, "How did they get that emotion just down?" Wow! Because there are so many times where I'm sweeping up something and I can't get it on the dustpan because it's in the corner. Yeah, that's so. I'm that's like, a, that is funny. <laughs> utilize, utilize these places, y'all. Utilize social media. I mean, mm-hmm. a lot. We tend to think of social media as, you know, oh, it's this it's thing just that's jokes. Cool. Exactly, and it's being detrimental to our society. And I was explaining to somebody the other day, things have been going on in society forever. We just now have access to them and more people because of social media. Like when people try thank to- Thank you. Oh, Please, thank you. 
we living in our last days. Well, if that's the case, we've been living in our last days for a really long time because these things have been happening for years and centuries and decades and since the beginning of time. Mm-hmm. And but now we are in the age where we have access to people's stories. We have little we literally have doors and windows to people's parts of people's lives that we would have never been privy to in the years past. Yeah, I, I say the same thing. People often mistake in, in terms of social media, they often mistake the visibility with things being new. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like like your country grandma say, ain't nothing new under the sun. There's nothing new going on. It's just now more accessible and more visible. But because a lot of people cannot comprehend that, they feel like, oh, social media is ruining dating and social media. Dating has always been trash. Look, and I've said this before. Look at your grandma and your grandpa's relationship. A lot of y'all grandmas um, went through hell with your grandpas. It ain't no different. It's just that grandma and grandpa didn't have Twitter to to be on. Grandma and grandpa didn't have Snapchat and Instagram, but they were going through the same shit. Your grandpa was trash or your grandma was trash or whatever the case may be. Like nothing is new. It's just more visible. Somebody's grandma was a hoe because the term was around way before social media. So somebody, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. That's how I always think of it. Like somebody's like, they think like, oh, like I work in sexual health. So a lot of times people like I get a lot of older people who like when I tell people that they're like, oh, that, you know, that doesn't happen with people in my generation. Well, where do you think that came from? Do y'all just think that just came around in, in the 2000s? No, chlamydia, gonorrhea, no. and syphilis have been here for literally for centuries and decades and people have been affected with it but now we have more access to people's stories where they are able to tell Mm. and we're able to collect data and different things about people it's not nothing new nothing new i I think the other thing is people are just lazy you know Mm -hmm. i think this has been probably said on a lot of podcasts but it's true people are lazy and they just want to be told they don't want to have to do the research they don't want to have to read they just want someone to tell them Uh, a good example is and i've been guilty of this too although i'll say that for a bit um when you get on twitter and you're like what happened with such and such now it would be just as easy those same keystrokes you could take and put them into Google and click on news and you could find out and read about what you're talking about. But because we're lazy and we we don't want to do that work, we just want someone to spoon feed it to us. And I think it's the same thing with trans with trans issues. We just want people to spoon feed things to us. And again, that is not because of social media. It's just it's prevalent on social media because social media is big. Exactly. Um, OK, so my next question is kind of the same vein but for members of the community of the lgbt plus community how or what advice would you have for them to better understand and be more inclusive of trans people just like when we just particularly with black and brown people Mm -hmm. just like when we speak and we want others to shut up and listen that's what they need to do we y'all need to we we all not just y'all, not other people who are parts of the LGBT, but everybody just needs to shut up and listen. I think that we tend to think that, especially as black people, we tend to think that we have the copyright on civil rights. And we don't. Yeah. We don't. There there are other aspects and intersections of life where, where civil rights has, has applied and have, has been, you know, a big... Um, 
has been a big influence on how we navigate and how we are able to, you know, come to where we are as far as the rights that we do have, as far as the little rights that we do have and the ones that are being taken away. So, you know, shut up and listen. That is the best advice I can give to anybody. When somebody tells me something that I don't necessarily understand about and they're willing to educate me and I don't necessarily have to go to Google because I too am a lazy person and I have been, you know, I have been one of those people who's like, well, what's going on? You know, if someone is willing to give you that, shut up and listen. Just just be quiet and just listen carefully. And I think there was something that happened a few years ago that kind of made me realize that I need to shut up more was uh, there was this um, BuzzFeed video. Uh, and I don't remember who did it, but there were these white women who dressed up as as I wouldn't even say they dressed up as Muslim people. They dressed up in Muslim like garbs to see what it was like basically to be Muslim for a day. And it's like, why if you just listened, you wouldn't have had to do all that. Like why <laughs> right. that? I'm having why is it that when I tell you something like it's not believed as fact because you don't think that you uh you don't think it's a problem for you, so it's not a problem. Agreed. Um my only thing I would add to that is for other people in the community that don't face the gender issues that transgender people do um we need to check our i hate to use the word privilege um but i guess it applies um but we need to check ourselves and our need to feel like we are superior to someone else because i Mm -hmm. feel like that's where a lot of the issues within the community come from because every body that's oppressed wants to oppress someone because they feel like that is how it's supposed to be and that's how you prove that you have power Mm -hmm. and so with even within the community you know you got whites that want to oppress the blacks you got and you have you know everyone else the l and the g and the b oppressing the t because we have to feel like we're superior to someone Mm -hmm. and we need to we need to stop that we need to get over it and we need to do better because we're in this together i mean no we're lumped together and maybe it doesn't fit maybe it does but it is what it is and we're not going to get anywhere if we have to constantly fight to prove or to prove to try to prove that we're superior to someone else yeah you know it's the same thing with black people with the whole colorism thing like we we can't fight as a unified unit if part of us feels like we're better than these black people because they ghetto and we not, or we're better than these black people because we're light skin and they're not. Um, it's the same thing within this community, you know, just because they are transgender and we're not, we're not any better. We need to, we need to leave that mindset where, wherever we found it. Um, okay. So my last question, and then we'll wrap this part up is, uh, do you have any advice for people who may think, or who may think that they're trans or they are trans, but they're just starting their journey. I would definitely say if you are going to Google anything, Google local support groups for yourself, not necessarily. And if you're not someone like, I'm not someone who would probably thrive in a support group because of just my personality. Like I tend to like to figure things out on my own and be on my own. But you know what, 
what support groups have tend to tend to work with have been um, showing me where I need to go, mm-hmm. you know, and showing me that there are other people out there like me who are doing this, who are doing the same things um, and, and are having the, and are running the same roadblocks and same issues. So definitely if you're going to Google, Google support in your area. Cause I, during this conversation, I was telling you earlier during this conversation, I Googled, you know, tra- I just Googled the word transgender and it was, all of it was just trash. All the questions they asked on there were just absolute trash. And a lot <laughs> of the things, particularly, like I said, Tumblr is a really good source for, you know, questions that you may have because Tumblr is ran by the people for the people. I will say that Tumblr is definitely made for, for the people we definitely have you know obviously there's a side of tumblr that's more corporate and rigid and things like that because it is a business but you know there are a lot of things out there for people who are questioning or do have questions about themselves that they can get answered on there because there are p- literally people behind the screens answering those questions for you reach out to those people mm-hmm. you know say hey you know and there are people out there who are willing to educate you and you know give yourself some time because you're not gonna find all the answers that you need in the time that you need it. Yeah, and that's why my that's why I said my school in life this week was giving myself some time because I'm not gonna have everything I need when I need it, but I will get it when it I when it's, I'm supposed to get it. Mm. Yes, indeed. Okay, I like that. Give yourself some time. That that can apply in a lot of a lot of different ways. I think so. And I think particularly as trans women, we tend to put ourselves on this rigid clock of, oh, I have to look this way before I, I before this happens. Or I have to look this way because the more the, the older I get, the more I'm going to look like this and things like that. And yes, that is a very valid fear and concern that we as trans women have. However, you still need to give yourself that time because Russian ain't going to do nothing but give you something that ain't for you and it's going to mess you up. Hmm. Say that. I'm. All right. Uh, they don't hear me. <laughs> they don't hear you though. <laughs> I agree. All right. Uh, I think that wraps up our "What's the Tea" conversation. Shout out Ooh, to you for coming yeah. up with that name. Uh, <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm just a reflection of what I'm getting. <laughs> All right. So uh, as I told you earlier, I like to wrap up the show when I have guests with the queer query section so that the listeners can get a different feel for the guest outside of just the conversation that we had. So uh, I have a couple of qu- I have a few questions for the queer query and then we'll wrap it up and we'll get out of here all right all right so the first question would you rather have unlimited disposable income or the power to manipulate any every aspect of reality Ooh, that i probably want the limited disposable income because that reality it just seems like a lot of responsibility (laughs) Mm -hmm. and i'm not willing to put that all on myself Oh, that's my. a lot of added stress. Huh? I hadn't thought of it that way. I was thinking immediately. I'm like, give me the the reality because then I can manipulate all you hateful bitches the hell up out of here. But you're right. Then I mess out as long as I'm able to spend this money. They kiss my ass. Right. <laughs> but now you got me thinking. I'm like, OK, but if I did that, am I going to end up like Dr. Manhattan from uh, 
watch me and I be done fucked up and, and, and all these beans, everybody dead because, you know, of some choice. I'm You're right. Give me the money. <laughs> Give me the money. I can go buy me an island and I can be on my own if I choose or with my, my closest friends and loved ones. And we can, as you know, to the best of our ability, drown out the rest because we got the money to do that. We can have anything shipped to us that we want. Money is not an object. So you changed my mind on that one. You show right. <laughs> I oh, don't want you that. Show that like... right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. The next question: What would your mixtape be called? What would the theme be? And how would the cover look? That is okay. I don't think I've ever thought about that. Like, if I had a mixtape, what would it be called? Revelations to the T. Come on! (laughs) Yes! Yes! Revelations to the T. I like that. The the cover would be... I don't know. I want like a bad bitch cover though, because I'm yeah. all about aesthetics. So I would want like a super bad bitch cover where I'm just like giving you Trina, circa uh, what was that the baddest album where I'm on where I'm on the top of a nigga trying to give him trying to resuscitate him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't took all his life. Um, oh, come on, yes. And what was the last part of the question? What would the what would the theme of your mixtape be? The theme of my mixtape would be time. Again, coming full circle, time. Mm-hmm. Finding ways to give yourself time. I'm trying to think, but like I'm trying to bring it like back to trap because that's what I, I love <laughs> trap music. So I'm trying to figure out ways, but I don't think there's a way I could do that. But I, would I mean, you could still do your songs about time over a trap beat. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I would definitely have to get my conscious trap on you know oh yeah i like that term conscious trap that's what that's what the theme of my tape would be okay let me see what would my mixtape be called um mm, let me see i know the cover the cover would be a play on um two-face from batman because you know Mm -hmm. i would i would play up the whole gemini trope so mm-hmm. on one side I would have the angelic side of me and on the other side I would have the, you know, satanic side of, you know, whatever people say about Gemini's that's false. I mean it's all true, but No, it ain't. <laughs> it ain't. We ain't gonna do that. Not on this show. Not Gemini slander. Not on this Gemini ass show. <laughs> no ma'am. Um, so that would be the cover. The theme would be um I think the theme would just be my life, you know, and the, some of the struggles that I've I've gone through and the triumphs, you know, I, I may even do a type of thing where it's like split up. So the first half of it would be the the trials and tribulations. And then the second half would be the triumphs. Mm-hmm. And that might okay. that might even be the title of the mixtape trials and triumphs. Okay. And then, you know, I'll have uh, trials will be over the satanic side on the cover, and then triumphs will be over the angelic side. 
why is this high key giving me like a Mary J. Blige kind of feel right now? <laughs> no more drama. <laughs> no more drama in my life. No more right. Kindu in my life. <laughs> Listen, Kenton. Ken dude just Ken needs to Ken down. He needs to be Ken down. That's what he needs to be. Yes. Ken do should have been Ken don't, but he right. did. And now he need to be Ken gone. <laughs> okay. Uh next question. What's one of your biggest pet peeves? One of my biggest pet peeves. Now can this be a petty pet peeve or can it be like Yeah. It can be petty. I guess one of my biggest pet peeves would be people. <laughs> oh no! You know what? I'm gonna make this very specific because this is one of my biggest pet peeves. When you be at the store, and mm-hmm. you know you with your friends or whatever, and as long like when I'm at the store with my friends or when I'm out with my friends at restaurants, and if they don't got it, you know, girl, look, as long as you didn't go crazy, I got you for it. But when people when you want to become a mathematician once the bill comes. <laughs> when you got a hold like, girl. Oh, when you turn into Katherine Johnson when the bill comes, and your ass is doing the hidden figures. a $15 thing and they can't afford the $15, girl, but they want to come out and have a good time. I mean, as long as they're not doing too much, girl, I'm going to just pay the $15 and, and call it a day, girl. And people who don't tip, whew, that's a pet peeve of mine in relation to that. People who do not tip. Oh, I was out with my family the other day, and my sister left a shitty tip on a seventy-two dollar bill, and I wanted to invert her knees. Oh, Ooh. true, yeah. true. Um, let's see. So I, I think I have two. So one of my biggest pet peeves is people who refuse to get out of the fast lane on the freeway when mm. they are driving slow as <laughs> fuck. Like, I get it if it's a bunch of cars and 18-wheelers and stuff, and you might be going a little bit faster than them. But once you get past that and you see that I'm on your bumper, bitch, get the fuck over. Get out of the fast lane. This is not the lane for you. Obviously, you don't got nowhere to be like I do. Right. Or you scared to drive. Either way, none of that is my business or my problem. What you need to do is remove yourself from my path. Um, and that happens every day on my way to work. I'm just like, why do y'all refuse to get out of the fast lane? Right. Like why you in this damn Saturn going 58 miles an hour, get your ass out of the way. Um, and my other pet peeve, and I think I, someone may have said this, uh, on another podcast, my friend's podcast, uh, getting grown, um, people who are all up on you at the grocery store when you trying to pay. Oh, like Lord. now see i'm trying to put in my pin number right and you all up on me and see this is my private time to put in my pin number and pay my monies for my groceries and see if i turn around and i i supply you with this elbow because you all in my personal space then i would be wrong and they would be trying to kick me out the kroger and ban me and call the police and shit but you all you pulling up to my bumper why let me finish paying for my motherfucking groceries like the the cashier is not going anywhere the belt is not moving and i'm not going anywhere until i finish paying at that point i'm gonna assume that you want to pay for my groceries right you know i think i've done i've turned around before and be like can you back up and they look and it's it's usually a white person 
and they looking at yeah, you. Yeah, like white you, people have no sense of um, no no sense of personal space and boundaries. Like, yeah, go to go to Trader Joe's. There you go. Back the fuck up. Because you don't want my black ass hounding you and being all looking all over your shoulder and shit when you putting in your goddamn pin number. But back the fuck up. So yeah, so those are my pet peeves. Okay, so I have one more question. It's a wild card. Um, it's fuck Mary kill, and I just like this because I just found it so fascinating how people minds work when with this game, even though it's kind of lame and whatever. I like it. So uh, fuck Mary kill, and this is the <laughs> this is the what's the T version. Oh Lord! So, fuck Mary Kill, Trayvonte Rhodes, Trey Songs, Terry Crews. Oh, um, I would definitely. Huh. I can go first because mine is easy. Yeah, you go first. You go first. You go first. I'm marrying Trayvonte. Mm-hmm. I'm fucking Trey, and sorry Terry, I love you and your juke, your juking ass, your big muscular juking ass, but I'm gonna have to kill you. I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna agree with you and Mary Trevante. Mm-hmm. Oh Lord, and I, I just, I'm, I'm praying for my spirit at this point, but I'm definitely gonna have to marry Trevante, fuck Terry Crews, and kill Trey Fong because <laughs> Trey Fong irritates me to know and i even wrote a letter <laughs> back in the so there was like a a, a friend of uh, someone who i'm friends with on facebook and someone who i kind of have like a friendly relationship with named miss gia she had a website hey, called miss yeah hey gia she had a website called miss gia and i remember she would give people a space to write letters to celebrities like basically telling them how they really feel about them and i wrote a letter to trey songs after he did this interview where he just refused to move his glasses. And I'm just like, I'm over it. I'm, I can't, I cannot, I literally cannot, I can't deal with guys who feel themselves way too much. Mm-hmm. Um, Trayvante is bay always because mm-hmm. number one, his skin is just, I just want to go swimming in it. Listen, and that smile. Oh my God. You know, you then, know what? I switch. I would marry Terry and fuck Trayvante because I don't know enough about his personality, but Terry Crews seems like he's really funny and fun. No, fuck that. I need to be able to fuck Trayvante for the rest of both of our lives, so we getting married <laughs> up in this bitch. We getting hitched. You stuck so, with me. Ain't no prenup, B. Ain't no divorce, you B. With me, you stuck with me. That's it. All right. Uh, I think that wraps up the show. Lyric, I want to thank you so, so much for taking the time to be on the show i think that this conversation was amazing i'm so happy that we were finally able to do this and i hope that you will come back in the future um you know so we can have a conversation about something that's not (laughs) trans centric (laughs) (laughs) i'm Um, definitely down i love this conversation just seemed to kind of flow so naturally yeah it really did i'm i'm a little surprised you know and i'm looking at the time like we've been bumping our damn gums for an hour and a half who the hell we think we are to read um (laughs) so tell the people where they can find you okay so again most websites have me as infamous bell i-n-f-a-m-o-u-s-b-e-l-l-e on most social media the only thing is is toenail biting ass pickle pig feet eating ass twitter won't let me get my name back it's infamous bell so you have to find me on there as capricorn butte which is c-a-p-r-i-c-o-r-n-b-e-a-u-t-e um and that's my uh that's my at name on there 
Okay. Yeah, I'll have that in the show notes. Um, but yeah, most of the time you can find me as Infamous Bell on most websites. Okay. Okay. And uh, also, I have some things coming up. I'm going to be doing. So I'm actually doing a speech next month at locally here. I don't know if anyone else is going to have access to oh, it, but come locally, I'm, I'm going to be on a, a panel of people, and I'm going to be speaking specifically from trans black trans woman experience for the Ain't I Woman March that we are having here next month, which is a march for specifically for black women. Oh, I am so here for it. I hope that there's some kind of video feed so I can watch. Some kind of, yeah cast or something i need it to be i'm gonna see it i'm gonna see about getting it i'm gonna see what we can do to get okay. that uh, even if it's on. like uploaded to youtube you know at a later date or something because that i'm all i'm already here for it i'm here for it um thank you for that you guys uh you know where to find me i'm trillificent pretty much everywhere snapchat instagram twitter uh tumblr Make sure that you guys are also checking out the Sounds of the Stories playlist on SoundCloud. Um, and again, if you guys have any show topics that you want me to cover, you know, if there's anybody out there that wants to collaborate with me, um, or if you just want to talk, or if you have, you know, a tale from the Jack side that you want to talk about, if you have like a coming out story, any of that stuff, you guys, this show is for everybody under the rainbow. Like I said, I know that it's been gay centric, but, you know, time and, and scheduling and everything. But as you see, you know, like I say, this is for everyone. So feel free to email that stuff to GaySideStories at gmail.com. Um, and with that, thank you for listening. Thank you for coming back. Thank you for sharing uh, everyone, you know, all the other podcasts that are supportive of me and just supportive of podcasting in general shout out to all of you i see you i try to retweet and repost and like and all that kind of stuff i listen to your shows and i want to thank you for supporting me and my show and listening to to me talk about whatever the hell i'm talking about share this uh -huh. podcast with someone you guys share it that's how we grow uh again sharing and leaving those reviews on itunes because itunes is still the biggest podcast repository out there and that's what people look at and, I know that's the first thing I go look at. I'm not even yeah. going to <laughs> Yeah, I listen to all of my podcasts on the Apple Podcast app, even though it sucks, just because I like one-stop shopping. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, thank you guys for the support. And as always, make sure that you're protecting all of your walls or, as Seely told you, they will crumble. All walls matter. Unless they are loose. <laughs> 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 we out. Bye, y'all. Bye. <laughs>